What's up, everyone? This is Brandon from The Sports Project. This new little thing we're doing now, it's called Patreon. I'm sure when you've listed other podcasts, you've heard about it. All it is is a small donation once a month to help support us and help keep us giving you the best sports-related content, the hottest interviews, and the most breaking news. There's three different tiers we offer right now. Little League, for a single U.S. dollar, you get a shout-out every episode. Junior athlete, for $3 a month, you get to pick one topic for the sports project to cover. I don't care if it's Kentucky Derby, U.S. Open, or even your favorite minor league team, wherever you're from. And then All-American, 5 bucks a month. That's it. It allows you to come in and talk on the sports project. Come join us in the recording and be a part of the show every single month. So go out, join our Patreon, support us, and help us keep giving you the best content available. What's up, everyone? This is Brandon from the Sports Project. We got our first sponsor out here, Black Buffalo. Yes, sir. Stuff is awesome. Tell them about it, Brandon. So Black Buffalo is the world's only smokeless tobacco alternative that delivers the same experience as traditional smokeless tobacco without any tobacco leaf or stem. It's got the same taste, it's the same texture, the same color, and yes, the same nicotine. What kind of, what kind of flavors they got? So flavors are all the traditional flavors you'd see out there with regular smokeless tobacco. You got wintergreen, you got straight, you got mint, you got peach. Peach Georgia. And one of my favorites right now is a blood orange. I ain't never had nothing like it out of any other smokeless tobacco. So go try it out. Hit our Patreon page, any of our social medias, anything like that. And you'll better get a link and get save a little bit of money on it and try it out. I'm John. I'm Kevin. This is Brandon, and you're listening to The Sports Project. All right, guys, welcome back to The Sports Project. I'm here, as always, with Brandon and Kevin. Um, we've got a special episode today, and for the next four or five weeks or so, um, we're doing the last dance. We're talking about uh, episode one and two today. We'll be talking about episode three and four next week. Um, so... Let's let's start. Let's get it started. What first? Let's. What did you guys think of it? Like, I mean, overall, as as a show. Hey, before anything else, the number one thing that struck me, first episodes, was by Larry Bird. I'm gonna quote him right here. Here we go. I would never have called him the greatest player I'd ever seen if I didn't mean it. It's just God disguised Michael Jordan. Bro, oh yeah. That that <laughs> that was probably the straight up most. Greatest thing I heard in that entire series almost was Larry Bird, another icon in the NBA, you know, NBA legend, saying it's just God's disguise as Michael Jordan. That's truly remarkable. Well, I mean, I think I think the craziest part about you know at least episodes one and two is is that you know all of these NBA basketball greats and legends and. And everybody that has been around the game for years and years and years and made it what it is to now and their complete and total respect for Michael Jordan. I mean, again, you know, yes. I, I feel like our, you know, you know, age groups is more geared towards, you know, Kobe Bryant and, and LeBron James. And, and again, they're absolute, you know, monsters in their own regards. But going back and really kind of getting that inside scoop and the behind the scenes of, of just the making of Air Jordan himself, I mean, the man was a total savage at all times. 
And, you know, again, that was just something that really kind of shined through, especially, you know, in episodes one and two. Yeah, I agree. I, I grew up, you know, in North Carolina watching college basketball and, you know, that's where Michael Jordan's from and everyone is always talking about Michael Jordan. I was born in 93, so I wasn't really old enough to grasp just what he was doing in the NBA at this time, 100%. But growing up and just hearing about it, even seeing the games here and there, seeing kind of old replays on the TV and just hearing what he did at Chapel Hill and just watching it during the last dance, I told my wife, I was like, yo, you need to watch this right here. This is what made Jordan, this is what started him when he hit that shot at Chapel Hill. And oh, just seeing dude. that progression and the stories everyone always told me, how true they were, and just hearing it from everyone, I, it's just, un, it's remarkable. I just can't, I just can't explain well, it. When you said, when you said telling your wife that she had to watch it, it's funny because I, I told my wife, I said, we're watching this. Like, just don't know that at, what was it? 8 PM, I think was what it came on or something like that. I said at that time, it, it's, it's the last dance from here on, on the TV. Um, and she was like, okay, like, cause she's older. She's a little bit older than me. So, you know, she kind of was kind of growing up during Michael Jordan. So, you know, she wasn't a big sports fan, but she knew about it. And I mean, she was into it. Like she was watching it. She was, I mean, when he would do stuff, it wasn't just me going, Oh my God. Cause I was born in 95. So I watching these highlights, it's like watching, it's watching them all over again for me. Um, I, when she, even when she saw him, I wasn't the only one going, Oh, you know, Oh my God. It, it, she was doing it too. Um, the dude was so impressive and to hear the people that you look at as some of the greatest of all time, say what they said about him. That is what helps you and makes you realize this is how good he was. Yeah. I 100% agree. I think that a lot of people in our generation may not have realized, you know, in, not getting into the LeBron Jordan debate at all, but we grew up with a different style of NBA. We grew up yep. in, the, in the Kobe era, you know, with Shaq. We grew up in the Dwayne Wade, LeBron James era. Mm-hmm. Only time people from my age, I'm 27, really knew about Jordan was when he played for the Wizards. And while Jordan played brilliantly then, it wasn't, you know, the last dance era of Jordan, mid to late 90s. And even seeing documentaries on the bad boys of Detroit and how they crafted Jordan into the player he is and seeing that transition. And, you know, I had seen this documentary on the bad boys. I think it was like an ESPN 60 for 60 or something. And then watching this documentary, the last dance in the progression from Jordan coming into the league to being a six time NBA champion, you're like, man, this guy wasn't, he didn't, he was crafted almost within his work ethic within the ability to play even after an injury. Like, hey, like, I'm not going to settle for that first uh, lottery round pick for the draft just because we can tank for it. Like, I'm willing to, like, say, hey, I'm a little bit injured, but, like, screw it, man. Like, put me in the game and, like, let's win it. Dude played to be a winner. He played to make a name for himself. And he played to win championships for his teams. And I can count on, you know, maybe one hand the amount of professional athletes in 2020 who are willing to do that. Yeah, I mean, and then you – so, okay, so the the beginning of the episode, if you didn't see it, which, I mean, if you haven't seen it, please see it. Um, the beginning of the episode, it's talking more about his rookie season and stuff, and then it fast-forwards to um, 97, and it starts talking, and you get into – well, I think actually it fast-forwards to like 95, 96, um, and, and you start to get the build-up in 97. Um, but 
in the 97, it, and we say all these things about Jordan, and it's funny because they opened it up with all of these players talking about Jordan. And then they moved into, oh, yeah, and Jerry Krause is trying to disassemble all this with Michael Jordan. All of this, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, he's trying to disassemble all of it. <laughs> and I just – I when that – I, I, I knew the story, but like to watch the details of it, I mean, what, how did, why, why would you want to disassemble that team? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and just kind of looking at it from my perspective. And again, wasn't there, have no idea. And I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we're not even being told and not even being shown and things like that. You know, when, when a new regime comes in, you know, unfortunately, I feel like no matter how successful it is, if that GM or that president or those personnel people did not put that team together, there's always that kind of spite. Um, you know, that's not my guy. I didn't choose my guy to go in and win and be successful and things like that. And to me, that seems like the only kind of thing that got in the way. You know, maybe, maybe the, the players were a little cocky. Maybe, you know, Jerry didn't like the way that Michael and, you know, Dennis Rodman and, and, and Pippen treated them and, and Phil Jackson disregarded them and kind of shook them off. And I, I think that had a lot to do with it, that, you know, there was just a lot of undertones that were going on there. Um, and, you know, Jerry Krause wanting to definitely put his stamp on that team. Unfortunately, he ruined one of the greatest dynasties in sports history. So – I, I, when you said this, this struck me when you said the thing about hearing, you know, you know, we don't hear the inside details. We're not hearing everything. It's funny because I think it was a day or two ago. Um, Tony Kukuk, I guess is, is how you say his last name came out and said that the way basically said that the way Jerry Cross is portrayed is not right. And that, um, there is another side to the story and that it's not as bad as it seems. So I may, I, I, you may be right. Maybe we aren't hearing everything. Maybe we well, do need to hear Krause's side of the story. Well, I do think there's always three sides to every story. There's, there's this side, that side and the truth, you know, and again, there's no doubt. There's no, you know, you know, you know, hesitation or anything that, you know, the players and the coaches, did not get along with the front office for whatever reason it was. It was very clear that that was evident. Now, again, we don't have all the details, but they did not get along. They did yeah. not like each other. And again, the sequential, you know, decisions that were made by the front office ended up destroying the chemistry that the players and the coaches had built, you know, for that city and, and that organization. I mean, we remember guys, Episode one and two, they break down how horrible the Bulls were. I mean, absolutely horrible. There's a reason the Bulls were picking at the top of the draft. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I the Bulls agree. had nothing. Chicago had not experienced anything like this before. And then in a short amount of time, it can be changed so quickly. Oh, Brandon, did you have something? No, I was uh, so sorry. Yeah, I was just saying I agree. Like, you know, during the first episode they were talking about, you know, like Kevin said, how bad Chicago was. And Jordan was like, hey, man, like the Cubs have been rebuilding since when? The dawn of time, essentially. And I think people don't always remember and realize that 
you know, the Bulls weren't, they just weren't born a great dynasty. They just weren't built a great organization. It was kind of built up over these top draft picks they got, you know, that I think that was one of the biggest things that helped them uh, pivot them into such a high success. Yeah. I mean, I think that was what the biggest thing was, was just seeing how much of a savage that, that Michael Jordan was and him becoming, you know, Air Jordan and, and the brand and the legend and, you know, the epicness of, of him. Um, but again, and, and Michael Jordan even alluded to it in episodes one and two, but, but just a question for you guys, is Scotty Pippen the most underrated and underpaid athlete in sports history? Yeah, 100%. I think that that's definitely an argument worth making. And probably one of my other favorite quotes from the entire first two episodes was whenever they speak, Michael Jordan, they should speak Patty Pitt, Scottie Pippen. And Jordan himself said that. And I think it's it's very well known, very well understood that Jordan wouldn't have been able to, to do what he did without having almost essentially as what Pippen is viewed now as a sidekick. You know, think about it, like sidekick never gets as much, you know, respect and as much admiration as the superhero does. So I think that's part of the thing is, is people may not have really known just what Pippen did for the team until now I know. Even growing up, I it was almost like, you know, you spoke Jordan, you spoke Pippen a little bit, you spoke Rodman, you spoke a couple other dudes, but it was mainly, hey, Jordan's this guy who's who's running and winning it. And I think when you when you realize the role well, that Pippen had, it's he's so underrated. One hundred percent. Well, think about this just just so you guys can chew on it for a second. Scottie Pippen had the sixth highest salary on the team. Okay. There's only fifteen players. Okay. He had the sixth highest salary on the team the 122nd highest salary in the league. But check out these Chicago Bulls record. Second in scoring in franchise history, second in minute, third in rebounds, second in assist, second in steal. Um, you know, that, that, that seemed like Scottie Pippen got, got work. Yeah, me. I agree. And I think they did a really good job talking and touching that point in the doc in the last dance was about how they were like, hey, man, you may not have should have taken that contract. You know, don't come back and renegotiate later. Like, this is a contract you're getting. You know, kind of move on and accept it. But as you saw, like, Scotty Pippen, my man had to support people. He had his family he was supporting. He he couldn't just sit around and wait for a fat check and take the chance of, hey, I'm going to get hurt or this isn't going to work out or I might not get, a, you know, a good um, contract later on. So I think it's kind of like, man, like, was it worth it at the time? Probably for Scottie Pippen. Looking back in hindsight, was it a good idea? Probably not. And should they have renegotiated his contract 100%? Because I think that did nothing but fuel disdain and anger from Scottie Pippen into the Bulls franchise and organization and drew a deeper wedge between the front office and the players on the team. Exactly. I mean, just what we've talked about with Jerry Krause's just entire fallout is just there was tension between the front office and the players and coaches bottom line wherever it started wherever it was whatever whatever it was there was tension and and again i think this just fed into it and again i mean looking back at those stats and looking at what he brought that team and the value that he had and again even michael jordan i'm giving him his due 100 percent you know they still never paid that yeah ever. and i just it's it's almost hard to to grasp that concept that Scottie Pippen never got that sweet check that he should deserve from the Bulls. 
but I mean, for what it's worth, I guess, you know, Jordan saying, Hey, like I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. That when you speak my name, you should always speak Scotty Pippen. You know, that says something to his legacy. Yeah. I, when I, so <clears throat> I, of course I knew about the whole Scotty Pippen asking for a trade and, and you know, all that jazz or, or wanting to not play for the bulls again anyways. And I, I was intrigued to see because I, I again I, I was born in ninety five so I don't know the backstory to everything. And so I was intrigued to see like where that all came from and why was Jerry Krause the way he was and now again, you know, we talked about, you know, we're getting one side of the story, but I I mean when you have multiple players who are saying this, um, you know, the the fans agree there's there's nobody but a, a few random people who are nobodies that are standing up for Jerry Krause. And I'm sorry, but I just I got to believe the people that 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 did the things they said they were going to do. Michael said he was going to bring championships to, to the city and he did. And, and he had help and Jerry Krause wanted to disassemble that help. So, I mean, whether or not you have a problem with a player you have to look past it. It has to be a business thing. I mean, I get it at some point. Yes, you know, it is hard to deal with. But when you're winning championships and you're bringing money to your state, your city, your your team, man, you got to let that stuff ride. And you, you just got to let that team stay together because they – I mean, we saw what they did. Well, I'm going to pile on to the Jerry Krause train here a little bit because I just pulled up you know, kind of Pippen's contract and, and what the numbers kind of looked like. So, again, Pippen came into the league in 87, um, and he was with the Bulls until 80 uh, – uh, I'm sorry, 98. Okay, so the most he ever made in one season was $3 million. That's the most he ever made in one season. The next, closest, next closest was uh, 2.9, 2.7, and two seasons with 2.5. Everything else was under a million dollars. Everything. Oh, my God. So, well, here you go. So just in case you didn't think that was bad enough, you you know, I got John over here gasping for air because he can't fucking believe it. Well, let's hear this. The Houston Rockets, the first year that Scottie Pippen left the Chicago Bulls, the 98-99 season, guess how much he made in one season? More money than he made the whole time in Chicago. $11 million. The next, year, <laughs> the next year with the Portland Trailblazers for the next four years, guess what it was? 14.7, 13.7, 18.1, 19.8. Oh, my gosh. The man made $109 million in his career, and only 24 of it was from the Chicago Bears. How fucking embarrassing is that? <laughs> Dude. So I, I'm not gonna lie. So we all saw the interview with Scotty, and now don't get me wrong, the man made less than a million in those years, but he played it pretty well. He he was one of the best players of all time, and, and possibly could have been rivaled with Jordan had he not played on the same damn team. He essentially and, created the small forward position. He yeah. created the small forward position. The the reason that we have small forwards right now in the NBA is because Scottie Pippen created that. Not Michael Jordan, not Dennis Rodman, not $109 million. Scottie Pippen <laughs> from Bumpfuck, Arkansas. 
created that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, in, again, if this documentary doesn't do much else besides just give Jordan and show what he did, it's also opening people up to how much of a legend and icon Scottie Pippen truly is. And I, yes. I think that is one of the things I've appreciated almost more than anything in this entire Last Dance series so far is is seeing, you know, what other pieces of the puzzle made Jordan who he is. And what made the Bulls team mm-hmm. successful for six years and winning six championships? Because teams just don't do that, you know. Without, you know, you can see it basketball. There's no way Jordan, as phenomenal as he is, he had to have some support somewhere. And just understanding that Scottie Pippen was that one created positions. Just and then on top of it, playing like how he is and not getting paid until he goes to the Rockets and the Port in Portland after. Like, dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, it's uh exactly. It the whole, the whole. I, I'm so looking forward to the rest of it because I just it, like the story they told in two episodes was incredible. So like, what they're gonna be able to tell you over ten episodes, uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. And twenty percent uh, through the story, guys. We're only twenty percent through the story. So I mean, we, yeah. We're going to get a whole lot of more scoops of knowledge that we didn't know we had. Yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, if if you guys aren't watching The Last Dance, I implore you to turn to tune into it. Watch episodes one and two. You got to catch up because it, it's really good. It's worth a watch, and you're, I think even people who who grew up during the Jordan era are learning things about what happened with that, that last season and, and the last dance. I think, I think even they are learning a lot of stuff about it as well. What's going on guys. John here from the sports project. Just want to take a little break here. Let you guys know what our social medias are. So our Facebook is now the sports project. And then we have Instagram. Go search the.sports.project and give us a follow. And of course, you can catch us at Twitter, sports underscore project. Make sure you guys go give us a follow, comment, get involved. We love to hear from the fans. We'll see you guys soon. Take it easy. Yeah, I totally agree. I think people who grew up in the Jordan area are still learning more about Jordan and more about the Bulls franchise. I don't think anyone really knew the extent of what it took for that team to win six championships and the role everyone played within that organization. I think overall, this is going to be an exciting series, and I'm super pumped to keep talking about it and keep watching it. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely getting a behind-the-curtain kind of view. Um, You know, you can always go back and kind of look at the scores and the outcome and, okay, we already know the Bulls won this game or lost this, but, again, all that kind of – behind the curtains is, is is the big interesting thing that I think is, is really getting people involved in this. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good series. If you guys aren't watching it, I advise getting into it now. Um, catch up, watch episode one and two. Uh, we're going to be doing episode three and four podcast next week. Um, so that'll be coming out. We've got a interview scheduled with Victor Andrews. Uh, he's a wrestler. Um, so we've got a lot of stuff scheduled right now. Of course, we got the Madden tournament coming up. So, of course, you guys look out for that and get involved in that if you guys want to. Um, hey, John, 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 just a quick side up? note. This is the first time it's being dropped. Hasn't even been dropped. 
to the people within the sports project necessarily. But we have a couple surprise interviews coming up. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It's going to be probably the first time they've been interviewed in quite a while. So stay also, you know, keep tuned for that. Yep, yep, yep. We got we got a ton of stuff lined up, so you guys stay tuned. Um, look out for us next week. You just listen to The Sports Project.